Can you imagine your wedding day yet? Can you imagine how all the planning you're doing, the hours of work, the money you're spending, how it will all come together? It's probably a little bit blurry. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years later when you sit down to watch your wedding video. Photos look nice on your wall or in an album, but without video, you have no way to actually relive the day years later. So last year on my 21st wedding anniversary, I watched our wedding video and I cried seeing my grandmother, who's since passed away, grab my face, tell me how much she loved me, and kiss me on the forehead. A wedding video isn't just a recording, it's a time machine that takes you back to those moments that truly matter. And that is why I'm happy to welcome Shutter and Sound Films as a sponsor of this podcast. Shutter and Sound is a very small group of filmmakers dedicated to turning your big day into a work of art. No matter where you are on the East Coast, they've got you covered. So when you inquire with Shutter and Sound, be sure you mention you heard them on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast because they will include an Instagram clip to your package for free. And that's a $150 value. So check them out on the web at shutterandsound.com. That's shutterandsound.com. Thank you, Shutter and Sound. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just two wedding planners tearing it up. Listen. Martinez. And I'm Christy Matthews. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I feel like we have a lot of new listeners. Do you? And we're recording this. We're recording this in like mid-September. And it's going out in mid-September. We're recording the intro. Yeah. And I have read and written back to many emails lately. And Michelle, I swear they all start with like, I just started listening to you. Yay! I just got engaged. I just discovered this podcast. You guys are the best. I've binged. I'm halfway through your entire library. Like it just seems like a lot of new listeners introducing themselves to us yes. via 
I love that. So welcome, everyone. Yes, if you're a new listener, we are so excited that you are here. We love you. We love all of our listeners. It's usually like not around this time that a ton of people are getting newly engaged. So the energy that I'm getting is that people are like finally letting themselves feel really excited about wedding planning. I agree. As a whole. Yeah, I agree. I do feel, so it's weird because, you know, when 2020 was happening. We tapped the brakes. <laughs> and we were all like in our house. I mean, a lot of people were listening to podcasts. And and for a while, our numbers like shot up. But then they just kind of like went like, beep, like just like level. And I yeah, think. Yeah, because weddings, it was like depressing. Yeah, we figured out that people were like, I am sad and I can't even, like, I don't even want to talk about it or hear about it right now. I mean, we I don't know how to feel about it. Right. They didn't know. Right. But now, you know, like th- listen, there is hope. Uh it is happening. My freaking brain feels a little numb every day because <laughs> there are <laughs> so many weddings happening right now. So many events. I've got so many emails I'm answering. I'm trying to get a hold, like like all of you listening that are planning your weddings right now, I know what you're going through because I am not hearing back as quickly from all of the wedding professionals out there as I used to hear back from them because they are all drowning, literally mm. drowning in emails in contracts, Not literally. in phone calls, in Zoom meetings, in site visits. Like, it's insanity, people. It's always nice to hear from new listeners, enthusiastic, ready to go, yeah. you know, all like binging on all of our episodes because that's what's really interesting to you right now. And it makes us laugh because in like a year, it, it won't be anymore. You know, it's <laughs> funny too, is I'm reading some of the emails and they're like, I'm new to your podcast and I'm really trying to go through all the episodes. But like, I, you know, you could hear the desperation in their voice where they're like, I just have to just ask this me. question. I can't listen yeah. to all 200 and, you know, whatever episodes like. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Okay. So talk to me about this episode because I did not do this one with you. And I'm really curious about this live music. Yes, these, it's two gentlemen, two grooms that were recently married that are on, Stephen and Kevin. And one of them, Stephen, is a musician. He is also an orchestra director at a high school, I believe. Um, And he performs with this company called Piedmont Strings. And this is out in Atlanta. Mm. I connected with Stephen through his through Instagram because he was listening to the podcast as a groom planning his wedding mm. and then it got postponed because of everything that happened and so they ended up planning for a lot longer and plans changed and they actually live um long distance these two they don't live together at the time of at the time of recording they were fi- they were still living in different states Um, But with plans to obviously live in the same place, but everything was thrown up in the air by um, COVID. And and they go into that. So it's a couple that the reason that I reached out to him to be on the podcast was after 
we were following each other on Instagram and I'd answered a couple wedding planning questions. I saw that their wedding day, which was absolutely gorgeous and amazing looking, Mm -hmm. had musicians everywhere. Like they had a full 16 piece orchestra for the ceremony. And we're talking like, think about the movies you know, like love actually, or any movie where like a lot, like live music is playing during a wedding, but it's actually like more than a trio or a quartet. It's just got this like big energy to it. Um, that kind of live music just brings a tear. It just meets the moment and it elevates everything. So they had, um, they had a, a cello trio as their prelude. They had a 16 piece orchestra, including vocalist, Mm -hmm. During the ceremony, cocktail hour had a soloist saxophonist who was playing like covers and super high energy. And then the first hour of the reception was a band, like a wedding band that included a vocalist who apparently sang a bunch of Whitney Houston songs. And then the last part of the reception was a DJ. So I thought it was so interesting. Oh my God. So it had the best of all worlds. And it seems like such a production Like, can you imagine being a wedding planner working with that many, not just musicians, but like that's different needs where, you know, different like head, probably contact people that you're in touch with the whole time. And like, it's Mm -hmm. almost like a theatrical, which we've compared wedding planning to before, but felt very like, how did you guys pull this off? And I would have been interested to talk to two grooms who did this anyway, but the fact that one of the, these two is a musician himself and has done over a hundred weddings with the Piedmont strings made it really interesting because he can see both sides of that relationship. Like he's been on both sides of the call. This is an interesting perspective because it's not just from a musician who does weddings, but also someone who had live music at their own wedding. So this is like really great advice. It's very well-rounded. And he had a very, he was big with the planning. They hired a wedding planner. That has a, that has a theater background as well. Um, and I, or a music, I think he has a musical background they say, and then that's very, and I asked Steven to put together like a top seven things to think about or like best practices for working with musicians. So he did that. And that's in the second half of the episode. Um, and it's very good advice, like well thought through and they're just lovely to talk to. And the wedding sounds like it was just a blast. I wish I would have been it there. It sounds like so much fun, like a movie. <laughs> well, Stephen and Kev- Kevin, um, <laughs> it's Kevin Carroll. So I almost said Stephen and Carol, Stephen and Kevin, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm sorry. I didn't get to meet you and interview in real time, but I'm going to very much enjoy listening to you both. And yeah, let's, let's jump in. My name is Stephen Lawrence Carroll. That's, I gotta get used to saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, I am a high school orchestra director in Atlanta uh, for the past 15 years, uh, and I also am a manager of a string quartet that mostly plays for weddings and, and big events um, called Piedmont Strings that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And hello, my husband Stephen has all of the exciting things. My name is Kevin Carroll, and I'm a financial analyst for one of the international accounting and auditing firm, and I also own Carroll Candle Company and Carroll Real Estate Investments 
in St. Louis, Missouri. Did you say Carol Candle Company? How did yeah. I miss that? That's awesome. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it you right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, no. I think we need to actually send you some candles. Uh, that is very um, wed wedding plannery to think like, mm -hmm. what what speaks to you? Because everyone's always asking <laughs> us about like favors and colors mm -hmm. even. And it's like, yeah. you know, don't do it unless it means something to you. Like don't yeah, do absolutely. it unless it, your guests are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so Kevin and Steven. And you guys yeah. like nailed that. That is awesome. And also a great segue for me to ask yeah. about <laughs> your wedding. And I want to just preface it with that I was fault like Stephen and I don't know Kevin maybe maybe you listened to a few but it sounds like Stephen was the real podcast mm -hmm. listener. <laughs> you, he he is, but I totally enjoyed all of your podcasts oh when my I gosh. do get to listen to them because whenever because I'm a driver, you know, so like as in That's I your love commute. To drive. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whenever we we've driven wherever we're going or even back here to St. Louis. He's always putting on a podcast. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to listen to this. Yeah, podcasts are great for a long distance marriage, which you guys oh, are yeah. basically sure. doing right now, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and you all, I will say, you all have definitely gotten me more so into weddings because, mm -hmm. of course, as we'll talk about during this, and I'm sure you all know, this is his thing. Yes, you but know. as a musician, if he's working these weddings and now anytime mm -hmm. he hears in any meeting, like, we just don't know what to do about favors, he can be like, oh, I know right. exactly. <laughs> he's exactly. pretty great. He makes these candles. So yeah. maybe that'll be your, maybe before you know it, you guys will be running some like randomly connected music and uh, favors situation right. for weddings. You know, that, that's the plan. That's, that's the plan. so great. I love that. So I was following Steven's journey. I mean, he posted like engagement photos. This was all on Instagram. And, and I think right. it was like, the wedding is coming out, like things were leading to it. And then it was like, okay, we're postponing. So we were like, connected on Instagram, and you would comment on some things or ask us some questions, but for longer than you thought we yeah. were going to be right. So tell us about like when your wedding was when it was supposed to be and you know how it turned out. Okay. So our wedding was May 30th of this year, 2021, um, and it was supposed to be May 24th of 2020. So um, for May, that 2020 date, we had already planned to have a two-year-long engagement because wow. we are long distance. Um, and that was supposed to be like, you know, wrapping up the long distance and then finally the wedding. Uh, and then, of course, COVID came along and then we ended up with 2021. So it was in total a three year long engagement, um, which of course, since I've been playing for weddings since I was 16, it's been a, a, probably a 21 year planning process <laughs> right, right. in my head. <laughs> did <laughs> most finally... of what you had planned roll over ultimately or did everything, like you just took the plan and shifted it a year or did you have to really rework some stuff? we probably had two to three weddings planned during that three-year planning ah. period. So we started off with one team. Um, the venue, the our wedding planner, all of that stuff pretty much stayed the same. That's good. Um, there were a few vendors that we switched out on the way. Uh, but if anything, things just got bigger and then just more elements were added in in that last year. And I, and I would also say the, the one thing that we had had planned for 2020 was 
So we had it planned a whole weekend with individuals coming in for on Friday because our wedding was on Sunday. It was over Memorial Day weekend. So it was supposed to start on Friday to have a, a meet and greet social. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, with it being in Atlanta, every year Atlanta does jazz in the park. So the Saturday event was going to be jazz in the park for everyone where we would have tents, food, dreams, and it's an amazing day. But roll over to 2021, we already weren't exactly sure if that was going to happen. But then, of course, with trying to implement as many safety precautions as possible, we went ahead and took that off. Which was good because they end up they end up having it a virtual mm-hmm. a virtual performance mm-hmm. anyway. But that was the that was the one big thing from the wedding weekend that we had planned that we weren't able uh, to do. Got it. How many guests um, did you end up having at the wedding? Uh, we ended up with around eighty guests, which yes. dropped from about one hundred and twenty-five. And that's because people traveling they weren't comfortable still or mm-hmm. with postponing a year just dropped off like we're not really friends with that person anymore or was it more yeah, just it was kind of like a, a mix of all of that yeah, oh, yeah. definitely oh, yeah. and and in addition to knowing that we also had elderly family members mm-hmm. that were going to be there so decreasing it which this really didn't even cause for that many people to drop off but also decreasing it just to really make it and so you know how you have that that I guess that guest list A, B, and mm-hmm. C, you know, and it's like, okay, let's kind of who do we really want to be there to also, you know, to be considerate of our elderly family members right. that were going to be there as well. So, can you tell that he that was a book report that I gave him from a podcast? The A, oh. B, and C. I'm really <laughs> proud of him. A, B, and C. I love yeah. it. No, I mean, it's sometimes sometimes it's just good to organize ahead of inviting anybody that way, even if you don't utilize it with like, we're pulling you up or like we got some RSVPs nose. So it ended up being around 80, 90 of like core current, your, mm-hmm. your people, your, oh, it, yeah. it felt like the best of the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we were also making sure that, cause we had a couple people like that had entered into new relationships and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, can I bring my girlfriend or can I bring my boyfriend? And we're like, sorry, this is restricted to like spouses yeah. and long-term significant others. You're not, you're not bringing Mr. and Mrs. of the moment. To this <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, also in the past, it's kind yeah. of in the past year, like you wouldn't have met that person most likely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that, there's also that, that. that was the thing like, We've never even met some of these people that you may be thinking about. Yeah, and that was something that was kind of like a, it made some decisions a little more difficult with the guest list because talking about planning for three years, we set our guest list at the beginning of that. And some of our friends had just started relationships. And by the end of that three years, they were living together. Like, so that adjusted our guest list as well. So it went. Up and down, up and yeah, down. That yeah. makes sense. It wasn't just cutting people out. It was adding mm-hmm. people yeah. and your guest people. So it from the pictures, which for you know, for planning three or four different weddings and taking three years and like getting to the finish line, you succeeded. I mean, from mm-hmm. like it just looks so beautiful. Oh, thank you. You did have a planner and yeah all pretty much all like vendors that would be on like my master vendor spreadsheet you had that plus more musicians would you say that's mm-hmm. true very true um in total i think we had about 30 or so vendors throughout the day 
Um, the overall, when I was talking to my planner, uh, Chris, Christopher Graddick, I was telling him that the overall feeling for the day that we were kind of going for, because um, I was the one requesting black tie and, you know, wanting to have that element when people first walked in, mm -hmm. but knowing that Kevin was really more about let's get to the party. I told him that I wanted to be like a, a elegant ratchet mix and he, yeah. and he laughed for a few moments. But he understood completely what I meant. Like, I wanted the day to start off, you know, um, you know, formal. everyone very formal. And then to just, as the day go, morph into something totally different. People um, had their, and, like, bow ties loosened by the end of the dance party. And ladies exactly. had their shoes off. And, yeah. oh, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you mentioned in the onboarding, and I want to mention this, too, that your planner either was a musician or his prior, prior mm -hmm. career had something to do with music. So when you hired him, that was a huge, like, plus. If, if the formality and the party and the venue and knowing that, like, we want to go big with the music elements in this wedding. So hiring a planner who was kind of like, I know how to do that. That was fortuitous and smart. But do you feel like it actually did lead to uh, you know, a better event and better communication with him? Or do you think it would have been fine with any planner? I definitely felt like it helped out a lot. Um, Chris and I have known each other. He's actually been doing the graphics for my orchestra program for like the last five years. So that's a lot of like t-shirt designs, programs, everything where he would send something and I'm like, no, I want something bold. I want this. Yes. So before we even started wedding planning, he already knew like he knew about Kevin, he knew like what my style was, but as far as like with the musicians going um, and then talking to the musicians after the fact, because they were having conversations that day, of course, that I wasn't around for, he knew when they were asking for certain things, what it was for already, he knew right. their, their lingo. Probably um, problem solving even before there was a problem, which is right. great in a planner. Um, yeah, that is awesome. Also great that you knew him and you knew how to communicate with him, but he wasn't like your best friend. All right. Because sometimes right. <laughs> when people hire, like, oh, I know him, it's gonna be fine. And then like work and play, you know, like friendship and vendors, it's a different, um, you knew him, you trusted him, you knew he did good work, you knew he was beyond competent, but it wasn't exactly. like you guys text each other at 3 a.m. and blurred the lines of, oh, right. I think that's just an important, note when people are thinking about hiring someone for a job when they've already worked with them in another capacity. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So tell me why you or how or just describe how you knew music was going to be a big part of the way. Like you teach orchestra, you play, you're a musician, but you could have just had a few live musicians at cocktail hour. It mm -hmm. seemed like it was a real priority for you guys. So how did you like get to that point and how did you talk about it? Well, I know for me, like I do have a lot of musician friends who play a lot for weddings and they're very much like, I'm just going to forego all of the live music and I'm just going to, you know, do everything pre-recorded. Yeah, get um, a DJ, but, call it a day. Right, right. Um, because in some aspects it is easier, but there's just, I don't know, for me, especially like my favorite part of music is always the performing of it and just i could never imagine this day without there being some live aspect and i wanted the entire day to be live yeah um, i mean you guys went for finish. like the wow factor not just like that was a great cocktail trio you had i mean 
it was far beyond right. that. Yeah, definitely. And like, so we started off um, with a cello trio as guests for walking games. Um, and it was really, uh, the whole idea was the garden thing was basically, we had these 16 foot trees there and there were these three cellists set up in between the trees uh, just mm. playing music, playing like your typical wedding songs sure. that you hear at a lot of weddings, like a thousand years or different things like that. Um, and they played for prelude. Then guests were escorted into our ceremony space where we had a 16 piece orchestra um, with a harp and That's, a vocalist. That is dreamy. Like that is a wow fact factor for real. I mean, the ceremony, a 16 piece orchestra and it was not in a church space. So no. how did you have, like, could everyone see them the entire time? And also how did you have it their, spaced out? Uh, well, their positioning was very, um, it was done on purpose. They were set, um, as guests walked in, they were on the far wall. So basically, you had to see them as you walked in. Um, as guests walked in, the harpist was playing by herself. Okay. Um, just, you know, to usher guests in and create that atmosphere. But I do remember walking down the aisle, and it's just so many things going on in your head walking down the aisle that, like, I forgot that they were there for a second. And in my head, it was a recording. They sounded unbelievable. Like a movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it completely. So they played like processional, recessional songs, yes. the, the orchestra. Mm -hmm. How did you two walk in do, for the processional down the aisle? Uh, first, it was our wedding party. Then we both entered with our mothers. Separately. One after another. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Okay. So we only had that one song for the processional. And while the orchestra was playing, we had the live singer mm -hmm. as well. So just wanted to make sure we uh, put that out there. Yeah, we didn't even have that in the outline. Kevin, I can't believe that. So 16 piece orchestra, including a, a harpist who start was like there as people were getting to their seats and then a singer as well. Okay, so the ceremony ends and we go to cocktail hour and there you have. We had a uh, celebrity saxophonist there who he put on a whole show. Like <laughs> to the point we were outside taking photos and you could just hear cheering and applause and screaming oh, yeah. going on. And we were like, can we hurry up? Yes. Because we want to go in. <laughs> and there, yeah, he, it was, he was full of energy. Um, and he did a lot of covers uh, of songs yeah. that everybody knew, print, everything. Oh, yeah, even um, the new uh, Bruno Mars um, and... Uh, Anderson Pack, uh, what's the new song? Leave the door open. Oh like yeah, song. yeah, like it was so, from old school to new school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so he's uh, cocktail hour, and then moving on to the reception. For and the also, reception? like, what happened to that orchestra? Are they just like loading their cars right now? No, half of them well, are. Okay, so for the reception, um, the singer who sang during the ceremony, mm -hmm. um, she was actually there with a band. So the band performed for the first hour of the reception. And then uh, we did all of our cake and first dance, like our mother-son dances. Um, and while we were doing that, the band got off stage and the DJ took over for the rest of the night. And some of the musicians so, from the orchestra were also in the band or just the singer? Just the singer. Um, and so it was... Uh, an eight-piece band, one singer, two background singers, and then all of the musicians. 
Okay, if you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.